Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Welcome to the Runners World podcast with me, Rick Pearson, and me, Ben Hobson, and our guest this week is Richard Asquith. Hello, welcome Very nice to be here. Thank welcome you. to the podcast. Yeah. So you've got a new book out, Richard, "The Race Against Time." Yeah, so that's what right. Motivated you to write this book? Well, I guess I sort of, I was just I started finding running a real struggle. So you know, I've been running recreationally for about forty years, but you know, getting into my late fifties, yeah, I started getting not just all the stuff that all runners experience of getting slower and slower and a bit mm. less motivated, but you know, injuries as well. And you know, I'd get one injury and it would take ages to heal, and then you know, I'd come back and I'd be a bit weaker and it's slower, and I get injured again, and. And I was just becoming feebler inside as well. I just, you know, which I think a lot of runners find. You, yeah. you, you, you know, you just almost stop enjoying it. And then, I, and then I remember being having one injury, and I mean, as my sister said to me, "Look, you just got to stop it. You're too old to be a runner anymore." Yeah. And I thought, well, that's a depressing thought. Yeah. You know, running is, yeah. you know, running has been a big part of my life for such a long time. And then I just sort of wondered, well, you know, am I too old to be a runner? What happens? Some people can't carry on, don't they? I mean, we've all mm. seen some. You know, old people at the back of races. So what's going? So I thought, and I talked to a publisher about it because I was just finishing another book. And I said, you know, surely there's a whole thing to be done about the secret how you get to run in later life. So that's how it started off. It was yeah. just, you know, could I get my running mojo back? Yeah. But I didn't really know where it was going to lead at that point. Mm. And it led, obviously, to the World Championships. You went full gonzo <laughs> and became a master's gonzo. runner. You represented Great Britain. I Richard. did represent Great Britain, which is. Just to be clear, it's not something that could normally happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you can, so way. basically with Masters, you can, it's enough just to be a Masters runner and then you can apply. And, and a- Anyone can apply. I mean, all you have to do is just shell out the money um, and, and do it. I mean, I think most people would be deterred by, you know, why humiliate, pay money <laughs> to humiliate yourself? Because the best Masters are unbelievably good. I mean, yeah. you know, it just is yeah. mind-boggling. They're as far ahead. Um, you know, the Olympians are as far ahead as the, as the average recreational runner mm. at a younger age. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I did end up doing that. That was absolutely not part of the plan, though. <laughs> I mean, when I started it, it was just going to be a book about more like one of those sort of science books, like, you know, Alex Hutchinson or someone like that okay. does, yeah, does yeah, so yeah, well. Yeah. Um, and I thought I'd maybe travel around the world and meet lots of famous old, older runners and things like that. And then, well, Suddenly, a pandemic started, so that sort of rather slowed it down. Yeah. Um, but at the beginning, I was so fed up with running and being injured, etc. That, that you know, I could barely imagine taking part in a, my local 10k race, let alone yeah. competing somewhere big. But because there was this sort of unplanned um, stretching out of the time because of, because of coronavirus, 
I was able to sort of grow a bit and, you know, actually change in real time. And one thing that happened, I suppose, was as I got to understand more about the science and coaching of ageing, I did, you know, things did get better for me. And I mm. began to, well, I, you know, I didn't get injured for quite a long time and I began to get a bit faster and focus on the things I hadn't been focusing on. So that all helped. And And then the other thing that totally took me by surprise was, you know, every now and then, I would go to a master's event, you know, there's before the pandemic, after the pandemic, every now and then there was a sort of break and something yeah. would happen and you go and see it happen. What I hadn't anticipated was every time I went to one of those, I just really envied them. I mean, you look at these people, you know, half of them were decades older than me, yeah. you know, and I knew I could run faster than that just because mm. they were so old. Yeah. But, yeah. but you look at them, they're all having such a great time. They're all, you know, you, you, you constantly, you know, when you get to my age, you're constantly surrounded by people your age moaning about their illnesses and how sure. you know, unfit they feel and how difficult everything is. Mm. And here are all these people who are old, old, and having a great time. And, yeah. I, and I just thought, yeah, I want some of that. I yeah. want, and it's a bit like you know, when you're a kid and you see the Olympics and you think, oh, yeah, I want some of that. Yeah. And in fact, you know, it's never going to happen realistically. But nonetheless, it's sort of a valid dream to have. Totally, totally. What was that World Champs experience like when you sort of, you know completely alien like it, just uncharted territory it, it, was, it was so scary i mean the idea of it really freaked me out beforehand yeah. you know the idea of you know representing great britain of having to go to this yeah. place and you sort of go and register for the competition i didn't have a didn't even know what i was supposed to be doing yeah they they give you these your your numbers and they gave me three numbers and i thought what am i meant to why have i got three numbers what do i do with it <laughs> so you sort of you know looking out the corner of my eye to see what everyone else was doing yeah. i thought okay you put one in your kit bag and which one goes on the front of you and which goes on the back um and and all the way up to the moment the the gun went for the race really i was terrified i was going to be disqualified for you know putting my foot in it or not going into the right cool room or yeah. all these things that proper athletes know about and i just <laughs> knew nothing about <laughs> Oh, I love that you did it. You mentioned there that you didn't get injured. Maybe you were talking to the right people. What are some of the things that you discovered in terms of what ageing runners should be doing just to keep running quickly? Okay, well, I guess the, what, what I found was that I used, I used to run sort of really obsessively keenly and was obsess, you know, cared about times and performance and mm. what, what I could accomplish. Um, by the time I got into my sort of 40s, early 50s, it was much more about, I thought, well, yeah, my times aren't improving. Why not just enjoy it, enjoy yeah, yourself? Yeah. So it was much more about just going out there, being active every day, enjoying nature, et cetera, et cetera. Um, what I discovered is that, firstly, one reason why older runners are slow is because they don't practice running fast. So, right. you know, yeah. if you run slowly every day, then of course you're going to be slow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, I hadn't actually trained hard in the sense of, you know, one of those sessions that leave you, you know, throwing up in the corner or, you know, yeah, gasping yeah. for breath. But for years and years and years, I just go out and run for fun. So just doing that help, helps a bit. The one, one top scientist I spoke to said to me that the two, if you're going to just simplify it, the two things you've got to worry about are strength and balance. Okay. Because... You know, from about forty onwards, just your muscles waste away. Doesn't matter what you do; you could be mm. doing all the all the exercise you're doing. You know, by the time you're seventy, I mean, seventy, seventy-five, you're lost about forty percent of your muscle mass, right. um, and that has huge implications for you know what your body can do. Um, and yeah, you know, it's not just your muscle mass, but your muscle power and your yeah. muscle quality. What what the muscle 
quality, as it were. Mm. Um, and so that means you can do less, and the less you do, then the more your sort of tendons weaken and your mm. nerves weaken, etc. Yeah. The other thing is, is your balance. If you get a sort of runner in his 20s to stand on one foot um, with his eyes closed, yeah. they can do about, sort of, on average, about 20-something seconds. The average 60-year-old runner would be doing about five, six, seven seconds. Right. Yeah. You know, right. yeah. it, it just all goes. Yeah. And they don't totally understand why and um, and there's only a limited amount you can do about it. But mm. but if you do recognise that as a problem and you do start thinking, well, I am going to you know, try balancing on one leg every yeah. day yeah, yeah, or you yeah. know, do my do your shoes up standing up. You know, oh, okay, so, yeah, yeah, so you yeah, lift yeah. your foot to you rather than bend down to your foot. Yeah. It? I'm not very good at that. No, <laughs> yeah. that quite, sounds hard. That sounds yeah. yeah. That sounds yeah. difficult. We had um, yeah. uh, Sam Murphy who writes the column in the magazine. Right, yeah. she, she did a feature on sort of training as as you get older. And mm. bone density was one of these things as well yeah, that came into it. Yeah. And how the the benefits of um, quite sort of aggressive strength training, lifting heavy things, yeah, is, yeah. is quite important as you age in terms of like making sure the bones remain strong. Yes. Well, first, firstly, weight training. I know weight training. I, find so boring i really have to i really have to push myself to do any right, at all yeah, but yeah. you know if you, that really helps and i say you know do that twice a week um but also sprinting um, yeah. and sprinting on a track so what re- the people who really age seem to age slowest are the ones who sprint mm. um because they really give their legs are somehow picking up signals that when you're just endurance running they're, they're not getting yeah and so that gives them better quality of muscle, better mitochondria, but also better bones. And you actually can, mm. you know, sort of regain bone density. Yeah. Mm. Um, so, okay. so that's that's the physical side of it. But um, the piece you write in Run as well, I sense with you, it's actually a mental shift that takes place when you go and investigate Masters running. And you find that maybe it's about not looking at the, the runner that you were, but you start looking ahead at the runner that you could still be. How important is, is that when, you, when it comes to Masters running? For me, well, I'd... For me, it was the most important thing by far because you, you know, as a runner and also in life generally, actually, mm. you do tend to reach a stage where you're just thinking, well, you know, I used to be able to do that. My former that self, used, yeah. My former yeah, self yeah. could do this. And yeah, 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 once I ran a marathon and X, and, but yeah. I can't do it anymore. And you're just living in the past and looking back. And all these some masters athletes I met who were, you know, seemed to be so inspiring and having a good time, they some of them had never run at all before, for example, right. so they didn't even have a past to look right. back on. Yeah. Others have been running all their lives that maybe you know, had been interrupted by injury or they failed to do the, you know, some of the great masters runners didn't quite make the Olympics, for example. Sure. But, okay, okay. And then, yeah. So what they did in the past is sort of irrelevant. Mm. It's, it's, I remember one old 87-year-old new marathon runner, I think, yeah. sort of saying to me, you know, other people always say to me, I used to be, but, you know, I still am. I'm, mm. I'm doing it now. Mm. And, yeah. and I think until you get into that frame of mind, it's it's very hard to feel positive about, about your training or about your racing or anything because all the feedback you're getting is, well, it's okay, but it's not as good as what you yeah, were doing yeah, yeah, exactly. a year ago. You, I mean, we talk about your books and, and, and running, and you've written books very much centred around just the joy of running and you've talked about how you just would run for the sake the sake of it but yeah. perhaps slightly to your detriment now that when you get to the stage where you want to run fast you've just been running slowly for the pleasure of it and as someone who runs everywhere slowly for the pleasure of it <laughs> <laughs> warning bells are going but how did you sort of you know uh, how's the balance now between those two things for you it, it's tricky i mean you know when when i was trying to 
when I knew I had the World Champions coming, Championships coming out, I was sort of taking it a bit more seriously. Mm. Yeah. I lapsed very easily into my sort of lazier habits of just going out for... Sometimes I sort of go out for a run and think, right, I'll do some repetitions when I get to that hill or something, and then yeah. by the time I get there, I think, oh, well, sort of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe tomorrow instead. Yeah, yeah. So it's all very sort of disorganised in, in terms of me. But I think I remember having a conversation with a coach and saying that I don't really care about my performance. All, all I really want to do is just you know, carry on going out spontaneously, enjoying nature, etc. And, you know, the conclusion we reached was, if I want to do that, I've got to start taking yeah. it seriously. Mm, okay. and yeah. It's not ideal, it's just a price you pay for being old. You yeah, know, yeah. You, I mean, there's various prices you pay for being old. You know, it's, it's get, you are going to get more aches and pains, you are going to, yeah. you know, be slower and creak a bit more, and you are going to have to do those boring bits, you know, do your weight sessions, do your sort of mm. you know, bit of hopping after each yeah, run yeah, I yeah. sometimes do yeah. just to get the impact so I'm too lazy to sprint um, yeah well I know um, you, in, in the book you also meet some uh, inspiring masters athletes are there one or two that you could tell us about that really sort of jumped out at you as like people that really inspired you to think oh, actually I can still do this or this is incredible yeah where do you start I mean I, to be honest it's just such a great I was talking to someone about um Feet in the clouds when I fell running yeah, the, yeah. the other day, and and I realised that actually writing about masters athletics to me has felt very much the same. So, with feet in the clouds, the joy of that, and you know, most of the interest in the book probably came from the fact that I just found this amazing community of mm. fell runners who were just you know such great people and you know crazy attitudes and but also sort of warm and welcoming and just mm. very positive. And with the masters athletes, it felt very similar that mm. you know. I'd assume that Masters Athletics is just sort of some grey world where people who can't think of anything better to do, you know, carry on doing sport because yeah. you know, when they can't do it properly anymore. But but in fact, it's totally different from that. Mm. It's people who are embracing life and and they're not just embracing look, you know looking forward as runners. They're looking forward generally. Mm. Um, and so sorry, inspir- inspiring runners. Well, I mean, one person who I do find very inspiring is. Um, a lady called Angela Copson, who, like me, is from Northamptonshire. Yeah. Um, she, I think she started running just before she turned 60. Yeah. I think she ran her first marathon a couple of days before or after her 60th birthday. Yeah. Um, she's she's now 75. She's won about you know, do, literally dozens of world goals. She's set world records wow. at you know, 65, 70, etc. And it's not, you know, she's... Well, what, what's, what I like about her is she's just a great, cheerful, yeah. modest person, very kind, you know, no airs and graces, etc. Um, and she, you know, just collects all these medals and puts them in a shoebox under her <laughs> stairs or something like that, doesn't, doesn't it? But, I mean, she's seriously good. So, I mean, just to give listeners an idea, I think, you know, at 75, her 5,000-metre five, 5, time, yeah. but, I mean, you can compare that with mm. 5K in a part run, is, you know, sub-23 minutes, which... Yeah, I think a lot of people. A lot of people were very happy to do yeah, that at yeah, any yeah. age, um, and I mean, I don't know if I could beat her over some distances, perhaps. Yeah. But you know, only just, it's very much yeah, yeah. a proper proper athlete, and and you slightly wonder, supposing she'd had the opportunities that most men mm. get when they're younger. Yeah, maybe you know she could have been at the Olympics or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I'd imagine. Yeah, true. Yeah. That un- um, that untapped resource. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. someone who finds running later on in life. Totally. They say, yeah. totally. Right, so you could have been brilliant. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. This is the Runner's World Podcast. You, um, you say in, in the Runner's World article, one of the things that you have to get over as a master's athlete is the fear of humiliation. Yes. Can we talk about what... What, what is that fear? And how did you personally get over that, that fear of humiliation, putting yourself out there in the world champs? Well, I mean, I don't know how you guys started running, or, but I think a lot of runners, when you start, you know, when you're, when you're younger, there is that first stage of thinking, well, I don't want to go out running. People will laugh at me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you sort of sneak out under cover of darkness. You yeah, know, yeah. When you know what, which, in fact, is what Angela Copson did when she first started running at 59. Um, but what I found is... You go through your 40s and you get slower and then you start getting injured and then you sort of get to this stage of life where also perhaps, you know, you suddenly think, I'm getting old, life is, you know, yeah. my yeah. life's behind me generally. And and you lose your confidence, actually. Yeah. I mean, I remember going out running with some younger runners on, on Dartmoor and I realised I wasn't just struggling to keep up with them. I was just becoming feebler in every way i was thinking oh this downhill is hurting me and you know yeah right i'm, I'm cold and all this <laughs> and i never used to be like that what's happened yeah um and and then eventually you think that you know especially if you haven't been running for a while and you're much slower than you used to be well you know i could barely bring myself even to go to a race and i remember the first time i actually competed formally as a master you know i think it's a veterans athletics club 10,000 metres championships and I drove to Wimbledon and parked in the car park at the park I thought I don't want to do this I'm just going to go I'm going to drive home again <laughs> <laughs> and then I said but, and, and then you took out and try it and you find well actually you know what are you so scared about yeah, you know, yeah, no yeah. one which is always the case with running and it's sure. the case when you're young as well you know, yeah no one gives a toss how hmm. what do you make a fool of yourself or how slow you are or yeah. etc yeah. um but that, I think that does become a bigger issue when you're when you're older, and that was sort of one of the things that made me feel that I should try this world championship thing yeah, yeah, just yeah, to yeah. get it and you know drum it into me that 
people can think what they want. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm just, I'm old, I want a bit of running, I'm yeah. going to do it. Right. That's very great. liberating, actually. Yeah. yeah, it's really liberating. Yeah. And not just in running, but again, that sort of spills out into your life. Yeah, yeah. Take more risks just generally and to do things that you would not have done previously for, for risk of feeling mildly humiliated or... Yeah, I think so. I mean, they, they say that as you, as you get older, you sort of stop caring about what people yeah. think, which I think you probably do in some ways. But yeah. I think with physical things, you do get this sort of mm. this nervousness. Yeah. Um, yeah. What's, yeah. Um, what's always attracted you to documenting the running? And in terms of mm. you talked about feet in the clouds and fell running and mm. how you've sort of found that. And what, what makes you feel compelled to tell those stories? Um, I don't know. It, I spend a lot of time thinking I really don't want to write about me or my running and, you know, why should anyone be interested in my running at all? Sometimes it is, I suppose, it is a way of writing about other people. So, you know, with the fell runners, for mm. example, I think other people had written things about fell runners before. But, you know, if, if that person hasn't tried it for themselves yeah. and tried it in some mm. depth and intensity themselves, they can't really get so much inside the heads of, of what those other people are experiencing. Yeah. Mm. Um, and I suppose with the older runners, I felt very much the same, but I didn't want to be just on the on the outside um, watching from the stand. I mean, I, there's one chapter in the book where I actually am just sitting in the stands watching and everyone else is doing stuff. And I'm just thinking, oh, it's pathetic. <laughs> <I'm just laughs> sitting here because yeah. I've got a slightly dodgy hamstring yeah. and all these other... People are, are doing things, and people, you know, people have been through amazing, you know, terrible things, and yeah. just, you know, they're just so indestructible, really. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if that, but probably doesn't answer your question entirely. Well, I mean, it's just more that it's just, you know, a lot of people will go through their running careers, as we mm. would call them, perhaps, or journeys, or whatever, and, mm. and, you know, we do, they might sit with their friends and discuss it, or have like mm. a sort of, you know, that's their cathartic release perhaps mm. on, on those sorts of things but I think that it's really interesting when people can write about running as you do and 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 sort of get to the inside of a either a particular running scene or a or a, an attitude or a, or a progression in life and I'm just sort of it's just that sort of like sense of how you approach it do you sort of as you say is it always the people or is it the experience or I suppose sometimes it's the experience so when I um running free for example which is my sort of middle-aged book about a running in nature that was very much more about me i guess mm. and that sort of came i think that started with just a conversation i was sort of working part-time in a newspaper office in london and talking to younger colleagues and about the way they exercised and how and they could when i described my i mean even now if i tell people what i did for my morning run they sort of yeah. <laughs> back away because <and> <laughs> it's all it's kind of off-road boggy like, it's off-road yeah. boggy i mean it, to me it just seems perfectly normal because it's what i do and you yeah, know, yeah. I go yeah. out I go out before it's, this time of year. Go out before it's light. Yeah, yeah. I sometimes have a head torch in my pocket, but I don't use it because I don't like head torches. And you just sort of feel your way through the no, the no icy watch. Puddles. No, I don't have a watch. Yes, no. Richard, me and you. Sorry. I've got a Casio, but that's I, there's, a, there's a church clock near where I start, so I look at the church <laughs> yes. clock if yes. I can see it, and then sometimes look when I come back. Yeah. And you know, you just go off and get muddy and cold and wet and fall over a few times sometimes, but but the yeah, you get used to that, and you know, yeah, it's, it's not a problem. But the, my my younger colleagues, it was like I was some sort of crazed survivalist. <laughs> and so, what do you mean? You didn't have showers, you didn't have, you didn't have apps, you didn't yeah. have headphones, etc. Yeah, yeah. So I then I wrote this sort of back to nature sort of book, yeah. which which some people didn't like. I mean, some people really hate it, and, and some liked. But for me, that 
that was just very was about me so that was my sort yeah. of self-expression yeah. book yeah. yeah i think i find that very relatable i'm sort of in the face of that right now i think mm. that i very much enjoy just i took myself off of stravas mm. and took off watches and mm. just go i live quite near epping forest so i just go and run in the forest and, right right and, and do all of that and i think it's it's very interesting talking to you now about this and in terms of like i'm very much in that period where that's that's the sole aim of a lot of my runs mm. is just the enjoyment of that process but also now mm. <laughs> the warning bells about yeah. my the, the future yeah. means because well, yeah, 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 yeah. well i yeah i mean i in, in my running three days i would say yeah you know the most important running age you can possibly have is enthusiasm so yeah. you know if that infuses mm. you which I think I can yeah. well imagine it does. Then yeah, it's keeping you out there and it's keeping you fit. So yeah. um, that's that's a lot better than just forcing yourself to do the same yeah. thing yeah. again yeah. and yeah. again and again and getting yeah, more yeah. and more demotivated. Finally, Richard, do you what about next challenges? Then would you be tempted back to the fells? Would you be um, trying to win the masters? Um, it would. I think it's great to have a challenge. I very much do need a challenge. I think to make yeah. me start training seriously again. Yeah. I'm sort of tempted. One of the things that really impressed me when I was researching the race against time was these guys who can do stuff on the track and you know, right. the whole sort of you know running 400 meters in less than your age. Oh, nice club, okay. which yeah, yeah, yeah. is something you're probably well, you are both too young for. But you know, God, yeah. yeah, I think well, you have record. to get. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> but when there's a this sort of sweet spot when you get to your mid if you're a man, you get to your mm. mid fifties. And it can be done up until I think the oldest person ever to do it was ninety, and you know, doing yeah. four hundred meters in ninety seconds, wow. which but only one person's ever done that. But That's a real challenge, actually. Like, I think I don't think I could go under sixty now. Yeah, it's really like it's, it's yeah, I mean, pretty punchy going under a minute. Actually, yeah, yeah. yeah, really, really punchy. But the whole idea of running fast on the track, yeah, yeah, yeah. you sort of. I've been for years just thinking, you know, track whatever. It's yeah, just yeah, running. Yeah. I do this tough stuff on the mountains. Yeah, but I'm sort of almost coming round the other way, seeing mm. the other way round, and yeah. I can keep going all day and all night. Yeah, I keep going forever if necessary. But running fast, you know, whatever, 400 yeah. metres, 800 metres. I mean, oh, it's horrible, horrible it thought. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe that's what I should be aiming for next. There we go. Well, what about you? you think, me, how do you feel about doing that? I like it, but I don't think I've got a chance till I'm, like, say, till the 50s. And I'd have to get a huge, a hugely quick. I'd have to be quicker at, I'd say, at 58 than I am at 38 yeah. to do it. I think that's start start training. Yeah, that's it, isn't it? I think some of it is expectation, isn't it? You kind of think, oh, I'm I'm doomed to slow down. But actually, Mm. the messages in your book suggest that actually you can arrest or even reverse that with the right mindset and the right training. So yeah, well, you certainly. I mean, some you know, you speak some people. Well, I I think I probably have, even by my low standards, sort of turned things around quite a bit in terms of time. And the other great thing about sort of being a master's runner is sort of looking forward to your next big birthday and thinking yeah only two years to go and be 65 <laughs> Whoop, yeah. yeah yeah exactly and you sort of forget that all the other runners your age are also getting older yeah. <laughs> richard thanks so much for coming on the runners world podcast and talking about um the race against time and you're running generally um absolutely great to talk to you uh, fantastic book as are all your books so we're really uh, honored to have you on thank you thank you very much it's been a real honor to be on there So that brings us to the end of this week's Runners World podcast. Thanks very much to our guest, Richard Asquith, and to you, of course, for watching. Great. Thanks so much. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project... 
there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Yeah, we really, really appreciate it.